I'm Dana Lloyd. Welcome to Soul Sister Conversations, the podcast, where you will be inspired and empowered to connect more deeply with your authentic self as we explore topics of personal development, leadership, and spirituality. Your journey to your most authentic self starts right now. Well, hello, Soul Sister Conversations listeners. I appreciate you tuning in today. And I know a lot of you are on your own journeys or you've learned things through the years. And you have so much wisdom to share about about that journey and probably things you wished you knew, wished you had known at the beginning of your journey um, when you started out. And that's what I really wanted to share today is to talk about what I wished I knew at the beginning of my authentic journey. And I've spoke about it in a fair amount of detail throughout uh, various episodes. So I won't go into it in in complete detail here um, about what, what that was. But, you know, when I set out years ago to figure out what I was to do in this life, I didn't know that I was setting a course for my authentic self. You know, I, I didn't. I thought I had a career problem. Right. And that's the part of the journey that I've spoken about is what that looked like. And, you know, I thought if I got a better job or a different job that I'd have a better life and feel better. And, you know, this was in my, you know, mid, mid twenties at the time. And I think we all have different points of entry to our authentic selves. And for me, it was finding a job that was a fit. For you, it might be thinking about whether you were in the right relationship or trying to insert more fun into your life. Or you could be like a previous podcast guest that I had, uh, Kate Flanders, who wrote her bestseller called A Year of Less, which documents her journey of spending less and cleaning up her finances. And after I read her book, my first uh, thought was she could have called this Finding Kate Flanders, because to me, it was clearly about her authentic journey as well, or in addition to her journey of, of finances and cleaning those up. And when I asked her that on the podcast, she said, no, that's not what her intention was. But she certainly agreed that that was a path. The finances really was an entry point into discovering more about who she is. And I think this demonstrates that we can come to our authentic journey in many ways, right? There are many points of entries to it. You know, you likely may not even be looking for your authentic self. If you are like me, you know, I stumbled upon it. I was drawn towards something. I just didn't know what. And again, I thought I was looking for the right career path. Part of that was true, but it was what lied beneath. And so, so no, depending on what you're searching for, there may be something that's bugging you or nagging at you in your life, but this very well may be the thing as you uncover and discover and unpack it, it will take you towards your most authentic self. Now, what do I mean when I say authentic self? You know, for me, I call it your original you, the beautiful soul that was birthed into this world before all the conditioning and identities were overlaid on your soul. It seems we spend a lifetime, you know, trying to return there. So what you are seeking is also seeking you. When we are seeking, we are trying to figure our life out and we are being drawn or called towards something. But it's almost like the chicken or the egg scenario. Are you seeking or are you being called? What's happening first? And I know whatever is going on, the journey awaits you. 
So I thought I would spend some time outlining what I wished I knew at the beginning of my authentic journey. Now, at the time, I was calling it personal development. You know, and I'm not hung up on what you name your journey. I am all about what resonates with you. So we don't want more obstacles in our way. We just want the the journey to unfold. And uh, so I don't get, you know, caught up in words and what they mean. But I just thought I would share some of those thoughts that I look back now of things that I thought I wished I'd known when I started out on the journey, even though I didn't even realize I was taking a journey. But the fact that I was questioning my life, the fact that I was wondering what I should do next, what I should do with my life, that was the beginning of the journey or the quest. The fact that I'm asking a question, the word quest is right inside that word question. So off I was setting off on my journey to figure out what I should do with my life. And the first thing I wished I had known is that there is nothing wrong with you. You know, there was nothing wrong with me. You know, if you feel confused, not satisfied, not happy, or not feeling joy, you know, even if you have a great job or career or relationship, you know, that can happen. You could have great things going on in your life and something's just not working or you can feel misaligned in some way. So we get inside our own heads and we start beating ourselves up asking, why am I not happy? And when you feel dissatisfaction rising, you know, recognize there is nothing wrong with you. In fact, there is something right with you. You are feeling misaligned or feeling called to discover more about you. And that is a journey worth taking. You know, I was listening to a PBS special the other day with Deepak Chopra, and he quoted Rumi, who was a poet, scholar, mystic. And Rumi said, exchange cleverness for bewilderment. And this is a fairly well-known quote in the spiritual world, and I've heard it a number of times. But Deepak went on to comment on this statement by saying, if you are not bewildered by your existence, then your humanity is incomplete. And I think this statement allows us all to exhale. We don't need to have it all figured out. You know, that is what the journey is for. There is nothing wrong with you. If you are feeling bewildered or confused, that's normal. You know, confusion comes before clarity. And in my experience, clarity comes for a while until I find something else to focus on and and learn about. And then everything goes fuzzy again. And then I go on a path of searching and then it comes clear again. And it's like I'm taking many little journeys inside one big overarching journey. So embracing that bewilderment is part of the authentic journey, whether you are unintentionally setting out on a path to find you like Kate Flanders, or you are intentionally starting down a path to sort out something like your finances, your relationship, your health, your career. The reason why you head out on a journey is because there is some sort of obstacle, that nagging feeling, something you need to overcome. And there is a book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, I believe, And where it really talks about, you know, how do you take your trials and tribulations and turn them into triumphs? And the title is great because it summarizes the authentic journey. The obstacle is the way. Try to find a nice smooth path in this life. I mean, you know, it's not long before you'll hit some sort of a bump. 
you know, you might be able to find it, but eventually something comes up and it shows that the obstacle is the path we must take in order to learn something about ourselves or to grow, right? Adversity really comes to grow you. When you think about what is the point of that, it is to grow you in some way. And when you work through the obstacle and break it down and, and process it and reflect, you learn so much. So that it, you know, so this is the thing I wished I had known. There's nothing wrong with me. There was nothing wrong with you. You know, the fact that you're even having some sort of awakening or crack in your existence means there's something calling for you. So embrace that, it, you know, enjoy the ride. The other thing I wished, you know, I had known at the beginning of my authentic journey is that authenticity is your birthright. You know, you're already a beautiful, authentic soul when you entered this world and you have the right to return to it. I feel deep down that that is where our joy is. When we discover our authentic selves, we unlock all that we have been looking for. You know, compassion, peace, excellence, courage, joy, trust, creativity, and so much more. And the goal then is to stay connected to that authentic self. And I talk in depth about achieving that connection in my book, Soul Prescription, 101 Ways to Find Joy, Meaning, and Fulfillment. And I wished that I, that my authentic self that, you know, held that all that it was looking for, that I knew that there was an authentic self, you know, you know, a job wasn't going to make me happy, you know, jobs were going to come and go. And my joy was not dependent upon my job, even though that's what I thought I was looking for. And my job is dependent upon the relationship with my authentic self. And my authentic self is my inner being and my inner being informs my doing. My job, for example, is then chosen dependent upon what my authentic self desires. And that's, I wish I had known that term authenticity uh, and understand what is the authentic self and search uh, for that. Because on my search for finding a job, it's then eventually I stumbled upon this idea of authenticity and what does that mean? But it would have been helpful if someone had talked about that or I'd heard it in some way at the beginning. The third thing I wished I had known at the beginning of my journey is you can start as many times as you like. Anyway, the thing about this journey is that you can get frustrated and stop for a while. I mean, when you take these journeys to sort things out, to sort your life out, it can be overwhelming when you're on a quest for self in particular. And whether it is for the very first time or you're beginning again, you can start, you know, again and again and again. You know, there's no hurry. Although I know if you're like me, I put pressure on myself to get there at, rather than to just sit in the existence in the present moment and, and go through it. And I think if I had known that it would have eventually gotten figured out, I could probably exhale and enjoy it. But it feels like when you're in the middle of it, like you're not going to figure it out. And I think the fact that you're actually on that path, trying and doing is it will happen. It, it just gets revealed to you um, at a rate that you can handle um, and things come into your life at the right time. You know, you can't re always explain the magic of that. But really, the point is to never give up. You, you will find what you're looking for. If you can kind of imagine like a really dirty window, you spray it with window cleaner and the cleaner runs down the window, taking off a little bit of dirt. And then you apply a paper towel and you start to move the dirt around and it actually looks smudged and dirtier until you lift your hand from the window, taking some of the dirt off the window with it. You have to spray it again and wipe it a few more times before it becomes clean. And, and getting clarity in your life is like that. You have to go back over it a few times a lot of times likely, and from different angles in order to get that clarity that you're seeking. 
Um, you know, and then one day you're just going to read a line or hear something that makes you stop and stare at the wall and process what you just heard and how that applies to you. You know, it took me a long time of reading and watching and listening before I began to piece together ideas combined with my own knowledge of coaching that alone taught me so much, but you have to come at this with different angles and you don't have to have it all figured out quickly. It takes time. That is the journey. So if you've fallen off or haven't thought about this for a while because it can get tough or scary or overwhelming, it's okay. You can take a break from that quest. And then when, when it feels right to move back onto that path again. The fourth thing that I wished I had known was really to enjoy the journey. Learning about yourself is actually fun. At first, when you feel like you can't figure out anything, it feels scary. Um, but now that I know this, that you can figure this out, it's actually fun. And finding your connection to the greater world around you is magical. You know, part of the reason that the journey has gotten tough for me is that I put this grand pressure on myself thinking that everyone else had it all figured out. But me, you know, this authentic journey that started as career seeking has taken, has taken, has taken me into all corners of myself. You know, imagine an old house and as you walk into a room, you shine a light in there and you discover things about yourself. And some of the things you discover is what you want and what you don't want. And you discover meaning and purpose. And now don't get hung up on that. If you can't articulate it, that's okay. You discover the magic and mystery of life. You know, you shine a light into these different rooms and these different rooms tell you different things about yourself. But there is so much to learn. You know, be not afraid. It is all good. Enjoy that journey. The fifth thing I wished I had known at the beginning of my authentic journey, just to touch back on this idea that everyone else has it all figured out, uh, they don't. So to stop comparing and assuming that everybody else has it all figured out. So that is something I wish I knew. Everybody doesn't have it figured out. It felt like I didn't have it figured out because I didn't have a job. And that's when I was a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, and I decided to do that, you know, take on that role with my children. But I made that assumption that if someone had a job, they had life figured out. Because remember, that's what I was looking for. You know, what am I going to do for a career? So when I saw people who had jobs, I just figured, well, they look like they're on their path, you know, and this is what it, you know, looked like, you know, what I was thinking, the comparison that was going on in my mind. And this was before social media. And I can see why social media gives people anxiety because if it had existed when I started my journey, I would really have beat myself up. I mean, when you have curated stories of happiness in your face, like social media does, and the key word here is curated it can really create self-doubt. You know, I have worked with enough people uh, that I'm, I'm here to tell you that most people struggle in some way. You know, they will admit to some level of unhappiness or wondering if they have reached their potential. You know, they have the same inner game going on as you. It's just different. So drop the comparisons and focus on your journey. It is the one that matters. Because as you learn and find what you're looking for, you give other people permission to do the same. You really do. You are leading by example. Your existence is inspirational, truly. The connection with others is in the vulnerability of life. And vulnerability is not weakness. We are much more alike than we are different. We're all going through similar things. So cut yourself some slack in this area. The sixth thing I wished I had known at the beginning of my 
quest, my journey, is that peace is possible. Inner peace is definitely possible. The inner peace settles in when the noise of discontent settles down. And being a seeker helps create the inner peace, believe it or not. At first, it doesn't feel like that. But I can honestly say that I was constantly nagging at myself, you know, what should I do with my life? And it wasn't until I took the first step, which for me was being introduced to a coach, where I felt like I was actually making progress or some movement. I was actually, could I described it as really feeling the fog lifting. And for you, it could be just having a conversation with a like-minded person who will listen to you and not judge that will create that movement. Or it might be reading a book by a spiritual author for the first time. I believe you will find that book that is meant for you to start with if you just set that intention. Someone will mention something, you'll be at a library or someplace and some book will catch your eye. It will come to you, but you have to be paying attention. So know that peace is possible and there is a way out of that fog feeling of what's next, but set the attention, ask, ask for help. I wish I could say clearly, you know, take step one, then step two and tell you exactly what that is. But for everybody, we're all different. It just depends on what we're doing. We, we all have different beginning points of our journeys, but beginning the journey is your first step to finding that peace and having that quiet inner life as you connect more and more with your authentic self. The seventh way or the seventh idea that I wished I had known at the beginning of my journey is to find your people. You know, the power of community. I wish I really had known that. It seems silly to say that now because I know that now. But when you are struggling, you tend to hide those pieces of yourself because you feel like you're alone. And there are more people going through that. You know, as a challenge from my coach, I gathered together a group of women to practice some coaching on them. And what I found was that I was not in my uh, alone in my quest for something more in my life. I stumbled upon this idea only by gathering them together. I gathered them together to practice some coaching. But what I found is that we had something much more in common. And, and all of us were confused about what was next and struggling with the same things I was struggling with. And suddenly I realized, wow, I have this common like group, uh, group of women that that we were all on the same page so we could confide in each other about what we were struggling with without judgment. I mean, that's the power of finding your people. Because our commonality at that time was, you know, our children were in kindergarten or heading to kindergarten. And we, so we were all stay at moms. That was the connection. But we on, you know, unintentionally found this other connection. And it was so powerful. And I wish I had known those people are easier to find than I thought they were you know, start having conversations with people and see what the response is. You can tell people are either interested and agree with you immediately, or they say nothing because they cannot relate or they're not yet there in their life. Finding the people who are on the same journey as you is important. It is community. You are not alone. And I think people are just waiting for someone to connect with them in this way. So don't hide that part of your journey and you'll be able to draw those people into your life who are going on a similar path might be very different, but the similar themes and they are just thirsty and hungry to have a conversation with someone who understands them. The eighth thing I wish I knew is that the reason that I was exhausted and tired wasn't because, you know, I was you know, lazy or, you know, unambitious. It was because 
the connection between me and my highest self was never built. And for some other people, it might be just eroded if you had that connection. So it might be, you know, Dr. Shivali calls it soul erosion. So this idea of soul erosion is doing things we didn't want to do, being or acting in a certain way to satisfy other people, whether it's teachers, parents, society, we are continuously swallowing or pushing down our authentic selves. Again, back to that hiding parts of ourselves, being afraid to show the world who you are, including the confused, uncertain part of you, right? That vulnerable piece of you. I felt exhausted on my journey because I kept asking myself the same question over and over again. And it was exhausting because I didn't know the answer and I didn't know how to find the answer. That can deplete you. I wished I had known that the tiredness didn't come from that lazy, ambitious space. Like that's just the truth is like, if you, if you start beating yourself up, you think, why don't I have more pep in my step? It was because I wasn't living my most authentic life. I was tired of doing what I should do. Had I known this, I wouldn't have beat myself up about why I was not so, why I was more alive in my life. I wasn't excited about my life. And again, it's a situation where there was nothing really wrong. I just couldn't figure out that something wasn't quite right. Right. And you have to pay attention to that feeling. And that's the other thing I learned. You pay attention to that intuition that's speaking to you. And really, when I look back now at that part of my life, it was probably a low-grade depression. And the depression was a result of a lifelong oppression from the world around me. Because to be you is courageous. And I was afraid to be courageous in my life. And that was tiring. The ninth thing that I wished I had known at the beginning of my journey is there is a false self called the ego. So I talk about ego now all the time with ease, and it's clear to me what it is. But I did not know that term when I was at the beginning of my journey. Remember, I was on a career-seeking journey. Ego didn't come into it. That was something that was more in the spiritual realm or what people talk about in, in that world. And it, once I began to know about the ego, it, it took me a while to figure it out. And actually I had to write my way out of it. And really in the book, when I wrote my first book, that's when I gained clarity for myself. So again, this ego, it are the identities that I spoke about earlier that get created and put upon us. The roles that we, that we create for ourselves, how the world see us, even how we tell the world to see us. So they might be teacher, mom, volunteer, helper, whatever you label yourself. And then you are afraid to step outside of those roles. We unknowingly create boxes for ourselves and then we're afraid to move outside of them. You know, if you've ever had that where you've been one thing and then you try to change people go, oh, I thought you were doing that, right? You can change. But just by someone pointing that out sometimes forces us back into hiding. Like, oh, you know, the world's going to think I'm a flake or the world's going to think I don't know what I'm doing or the world's going to, you know, what it's this, what are people going to think of me? So I did not know at the beginning of my journey that there really was a separation of ego and authentic self. And that's just really how I see it now. Like there's almost two narratives or two selves within me. And this became helpful to me once I became aware of it because I realized I, I was not the voice in my head, that thing that's beating me up or saying things that are not great or supportive was not Dana, the authentic self, 
you know, Dana is an identity. It was a name that was given to me. And then all the things that start to come with who Dana is. So knowing the difference between ego and authentic self or, or beginning to understand that was a real eye opener for me. Understanding that separation, yeah, was really more of an awakening. And I realized that my happiness, joy, fulfillment was not found in my ego. It was found in my authentic self or my highest self, which I often refer to it as. And this took time to reveal itself. You know, becoming aware of this was a deepening of my own spiritual journey. I felt like I was really onto something once I started to learn that. It was a gradual aha moment. Knowing about the ego would have been helpful because it would have given me a place to explore rather than stumbling upon it. But that being said, every journey reveals itself in its own time. You can't go back and redo something or wish you had have learned it. Or, But when I share these lessons with you, wherever you are on your journey, they might be helpful for you. Whatever is resonating with you today as I speak these words that it may, it may enter at a time when, when you need it and might give you a place to look. So I hope that it's doing that. And my 10th thing I wished I had known when I started this journey is to take it all in. When you start exploring on your journey, you will find many people saying the same thing, just in different ways. You know, read what comes your way. Something will resonate with you. Now we have podcasts to learn from have conversations with people. Don't hide your journey. The more you share it, the more people join you in it. And that makes all the difference. That is where the learning happens. There's so much to embrace, so much to learn, so much to know on your journey. And as much as I'd like to think that there's an arrival point, I don't think I ever will arrive where I'm going, I'm heading in that direction. And I'm always astounded at not only how far I've come on the journey, but it's also the deepening of the journey and fully understanding ideas and philosophies or seeing myself in a new way. Like I said, it is fun and magical to take that authentic journey and not to be afraid to be on it. I hope that me sharing these few ideas with you maybe have helped you whether you're at the beginning of your journey or if you're dab smack in the middle of it, or maybe you have been encouraged now to restart your journey again, that you want to start thinking about that piece and exploring your life in some way. And sometimes we just need those reminders as we continue to learn and grow. And I am wishing you well on your authentic journey. And thank you for being a continued listener of Soul Sister conversations. Thanks for spending time with me. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you are hearing, I'd love for you to leave an awesome review on iTunes or share an episode with someone you know who would enjoy these kinds of conversations. Thanks for listening.